0: many of you will have seen that U.S. Soccer signed their new media rights deal with Warner Media, which has its sports coverage anchored by Turner. So right now we're joined by Christopher Harris and Kartik Krishnar. We're going to break down the deal and what it means going forward for U.S. Soccer. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. You were one of the first ones to know about the deal. Can you just kind of give everybody a brief
1: rundown of what it means and kind of the ins and outs of the deal for U.S. Soccer? Sure, definitely. And and, and probably Kartik can go into a little bit more detail too. But uh, essentially, the deal that we have in place uh, right now was from 2015 to 2022. So this is the final year of the deal with Fox Sports, uh, Univision and ESPN for rights to the U.S. Men's National Team Games, U.S. Women's National Team Games, uh, as well as Major League Soccer. Well, this year it's, it's different because uh, Soccer United Marketing and U.S. Soccer uh, made the decision uh, to, go, to go to basically to split not partner anymore so major league soccer for 2023 onwards will have its own tv deal and u.s soccer now today uh, within the announcement has its own tv deal and this tv deal uh, and streaming deal is with warner media um so for 2023 onwards uh, if you're going to be watching u.s men's national team games uh and the women she believes cup u.s open cup etc those these games will be on warner media which encompasses quite a large number of different um broadcasters uh sports as kind of the sports side of things but tnt tbs on the streaming side you have uh, hbo max you also have bleacher report uh and also um in the works right now too which should be finalized by april is the merger between warner media which is owned by at&t and discovery and discovery uh, brings its own streaming service called Discovery Plus, which is a paid streaming service. And Discovery has a whole arsenal of its own TV properties, too. So this mega merger, merger and the timing of this deal is is perfect for U.S. soccer from 2023 onwards. Uh, Kartik, what are your uh, initial reactions to this deal
0: between WarnerMedia and U.S. soccer?
2: Yeah, I think it's great that US Soccer has broken down on their own. They've identified a partner that they believe will best uh, exemplify uh, their values and also, in, in reality, give them maybe more dedicated coverage than the bundle with MLS uh, via Soccer United Marketing has done for years, which has put them on, on Fox and ESPN now for uh, the better part of the last two decades. There was a three year period where uh, they were not on Fox and in, uh, they've been on ESPN the whole period, but uh, a three year period where they're on NBC instead of Fox when um, Soccer Night Marketing did an MLS deal with NBC and ESPN for that that series of years rather than with uh, ESPN and Fox. I think Turner uh, of Warner Media brings a, a wealth of experience. There was a. Um, Real concern among many fans about the clunkiness, and I I think we would all agree the poor coverage of UEFA Champions League that uh, we saw on TNT and on Bleacher Report Live, (BR Live for many years. But the Discovery merger, which Chris mentioned, I think is very, very important in this picture because Discovery, uh, this may not be known to American audiences, but Discovery has a long history of broadcasting soccer in Europe on on their various channels with their various properties in europe they also uh by the way uh discovery also uh, their their um founding family the hendrick family also have been very involved in soccer in this country in, in terms of uh, on the financial side ownership side and turner also broadcast uh, the women's soccer league which the hendrick family discovery were um were owners in many years ago so there there are some synergies here and i think for me, the most important thing is, I think, the dedicated coverage we have seen too often, as much as we all love ESPN's coverage, and I think uh, most of us tend to agree ESPN, uh, their entire package and how they cover soccer, the production levels, the personalities, the the format is probably the best uh, in the U.S. media landscape, but in terms of U.S. men's and national teams, uh, men's and women's national teams specifically, they have shoehorned matches in between other sports. They have not given complete pregame coverage. They've uh, 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 aired uh, matches at odd time slots, right? And, and, and it's just, it felt like a leftover property for them, quite frankly. Uh, and in terms of Fox, I think there's a lot of just general angst about the way Fox covers, uh, covers soccer among fans. So uh, that, in addition to, I, I need to mention the U.S. Open Cup, is part of this deal that has been made with Warner Media. And that's really exciting for a lot of us who who are advocates for that tournament, who are, have been involved in lower division soccer, uh, getting a broadcast partner that uh, very likely will air those matches uh, in, in a more aggressive fashion and promote those matches in a more progressive fashion than ESPN has and, and previous rights holders, Gold TV, et cetera.
0: Chris, we, we talked previously about, uh, when the Premier League signed their rights with NBC, that Major League Soccer was going to be the next major rights deal. But here we are talking about U.S. Soccer has their next major rights deal. So is there any kind of concern that this raises for Major League Soccer or anything that MLS President Don Garber can kind of take away from this or anything, any kind of implications for Major League Soccer out of this?
1: Yeah, it's a good question because uh, it's interesting that U.S. Soccer gets their deal done before Major League Soccer. Uh, And in many ways in a lot of people's minds, myself included too, is that MLS and U.S. soccer joined at the hip. It's hard not to think about uh, MLS when you think about U.S. soccer and vice versa. So in some ways, I, I mean, the, the, this deal is a lot less complicated than the MLS deal. The MLS deal has so many different components in terms of everything from League's Cup, which is the tournament uh, with Liga Max as well as uh, MLS Next Pro, as well as local rights, as well as national rights, uh, streaming rights. It's a lot more complicated and a lot more games. And also, I think in many ways, too, it's a lot more of a focus for, US, for Major League Soccer. They will want to get every single dollar out of this next TV deal. And, and US Soccer, too, of course, they want to get a, a handsome amount of money from uh, Warner Media. But for Major League Soccer, they they really need to get a major major deal on this one. So I think I think in some ways I, I, with U.S. soccer getting the deal done first uh, is not a negative at all for MLS. If anything, it's just that the deal is simpler on the U.S. soccer side. But it does give us an interesting dilemma as far as Warner Media. Does this mean Warner Media is now going to uh, get the Major League Soccer rights or the majority of those rights too? But but then again, they're missing that Spanish language component, too, which is such a huge, important piece of the puzzle. So it's fascinating. I think I'm sure Major League Soccer is looking at this thinking, okay, Warner Media, you paid a lot of money for U.S. soccer rights. Uh, If you want MLS, which is a a beautiful partnership between the two of them, I mean, it makes sense to have MLS rights and U.S. soccer rights, then uh, go ahead and pay up and and pay more than all of the other uh, bidders.
0: Kartak, you had the opportunity to talk to U.S. soccer president uh, Cindy Parlow Cone, and she said that she wanted a broader vision for U.S. soccer with this upcoming media rights deal. And now that we know that it is Warner Media, how does that kind of broaden uh, U.S. soccer's ambitions? And what can they do? You guys already talked about the, the wealth of streaming options and obviously the two channels that, that uh, Warner Media has with TNT and TBS. So what kind of uh, doors this, does this open for U.S. soccer?
2: Well, I think it gives them an opportunity uh, on both the broadcast side, the linear side and the streaming side to uh, probably have more bumper programming and have matches uh, maybe at, at very natural start times. I mean, I think what we've seen with World Cup qualifying for the U.S. is if the matches on ESPN, the start time is dictated by what other events ESPN has. So that's actually affecting the competition too, like the, the actual on pitch competition, because ESPN is showing a college basketball game at nine or uh, a major league baseball game at some point or, or, or whatever. So uh, I think that that was one of the things. I think one of uh, the points President Cone, uh, President Parlo Cone wanted to make to me was the broader vision really involves showcasing US Open Cup, showcasing She Believes Cup, which is a tournament US soccer holds every year, obviously just concluded uh, this year. Uh, showcasing some of the youth national teams and maybe some of the youth competitions, which uh, the U.S. is involved in or sponsors. So it's beyond just the very generic, basic way we think of USSF rights or the USSF, which is the men's and women's national teams. There's a much broader component to that. And U.S. Open Cup, I should mention, is one of the oldest cup competitions, domestic cup club competitions in the world. And by bundling those rights with the men's and national uh, men's and women's national teams for Turner and for Warner media, you have the potential of Turner sports showing any number of club matches during the course of the year, the U S open cup runs from March until September. So that gives them some additional programming and gave us soccer. uh, I think more in more of a uh, attractive package, more inducement for potential media partners and Warner media have signed up Uh, on the list. And it's, it's kind of a a strange thing, uh, just as we reflect that the U S open cup had been split off from U S soccer rights or from soccer United marketing's bundle with MLS in the past. And, and we, we've seen that tournament uh, float around from gold TV to, I want to say it was uh, maybe on VN at one point, maybe not, Uh, but it's floated around ESPN plus now, but it's never had a stable broadcast partner or been attached to uh the greater broader vision for u.s soccer and the potential promotion that comes with that
1: but kyle also and Kartik too it's important to point out here though too that for these games this package that warner media has signed with u.s soccer a lot of these games are friendlies a lot of these games are not going to be world cup qualifiers going into the 2026 world cup because uh, although it's not official yet i mean the us is going to be obviously one of the hosts but automatically qualified so that's, that's the challenge that US soccer has and Water media has is how do you create a lot of excitement around, around friendlies? And, and from sources that uh, both Kartik and I have, we understand that uh, US soccer is considering at 2025, having a kind of a national team competition uh, hosted in the US, probably picking some of the, the top countries from around the world to go ahead and come to the US, play a summer tournament. That'll be interesting, but, but it, again too, it's relatively meaningless. Um, that's that's the struggle, I think, that U.S. soccer and Warner Media has. Um, the women's games seem to do well, the friendlies anyway, um, but from the U.S. men's side, I think it's really important that they get some really uh, tough competition that they play against to make those games feel more meaningful.
0: Now, how does this tie into the World Cup? If this is an exclusive deal, Chris, for... U.S. Soccer with Warner Media, but obviously Fox has the World Cup rights. Is this just for World Cup qual or how does this how does it work? You know, is it friendlies only? Is it everything except for the actual World Cup tournament? Just explain it to someone that uh, is kind of new to this whole streaming and and uh, rights deals, if you could.
1: Yeah, it, it's one of the reasons that that we here at Will Soccer Talk try to uh, figure this all out because it it does become a, a lot more complicated, especially with streaming and all the different options out there. But for the World Cup rights, I mean, those will uh, stay with Fox. So for the World Cup in 2022 and 26, they have the rights to that. Uh, for CONCACAF games, for the World Cup qualifiers, Paramount Plus and CBS Sports have the majority of those games, those qualifiers. And then for 2023 onwards, um, because the U.S. is not going to be qualifying for the 2026 World Cup, then it ends up being friendlies. So it ends up being... Um, you mean, whether it's made up tournaments that they they, they put together or if it's for the women's uh, World Cup team, again, friendlies for them. She Believes Cup is a good example of, of a friendly tournament. Um, and I'm sure that maybe they're looking to create something on the men's side. And the US Open Cup is definitely competitive. It, it is more meaningful uh, to kind of the purists in soccer, but needs a lot of help, needs a lot of uh, rejuvenation to really kind of make that uh more of a tournament that people would uh even know about so to publicize it um so yeah it it is complicated there are so many different options um viewing wise and in terms of the rights and who has the rights um so so yeah definitely from world soccer talks point of view um that's something we always in terms of the web the websites the podcast etc try to kind of break down because uh with all the schedules that we have to make it as easy as possible to understand so so hopefully Kyle that helps a little bit
0: yeah for sure and Kartik I'll wrap up with this you already
1: mentioned how uh, BR
0: Live, Weech Report Live had the Champions League rights not too long ago and that really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way so with this Warner Media rights deal with U.S. soccer how do they kind of grow from the experience that they had with the Champions League and BR Live in order to make a product that a lot of fans of U.S. soccer can enjoy thoroughly? Yeah, I think
2: that uh, they're done trying to use mainstream properties to promote BR Live, and and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, uh, UEFA Champions League rights, Europa League rights, were acquired right as uh, Warner Media was making that push for the BR Live platform. Now, that's uh, that's been folded effectively, uh, and so you've got a situation now where I think they're going to be much more traditional and conservative in their coverage much like you see uh, I, I, maybe conservative is the wrong word but traditional would be maybe a, a better word uh, the way you see mlb and nba covered on turner sports they've recently acquired a piece of the nhl package and uh that is a more traditional uh brand of coverage and by the way Liam McHugh, who uh did a lot of premier league for nbc is now a turner and uh, doing the NHL there. And it was presumed that he may have been the host of Warner Media had acquired Premier League rights, which as we know, as we've talked about on World Soccer Talk, they were very close to acquiring. Uh, one other note on the general broadcast landscape, the CONCACAF Nations League still exists and Paramount Plus slash CBS Sports have the rights currently. There is another rights cycle for that competition before 2026. And uh, it is possible Warner Media will jump into the fray for that and try and take that from CBS, which would give it some synergies with this U.S. soccer package and also uh, effectively give them more meaningful matches uh, than just the friendlies that Chris talked about. So that's still on the landscape. That's something that's separate from the U.S. soccer package that will come up, uh, I'm told, from, by CONCACAF very soon. And I think it's for the um, 2025, 2024, 2025, I, the calendar is kind of jumbled in my head, but there is a cycle of CONCACAF Nations League to come, which has not uh, yet been uh, given to CBS.
1: And, and then Kyle, just to add to that too, in terms of the question about BR Live, it, it's definitely a great question. There's a lot of... Uh kind of bad memories uh, in a lot of soccer uh, people's minds in regards to that. I I think the big thing coming out of that though too is back when um, Bleacher Report and Turner Sports did acquire the rights to the Champions League, they felt that they could do it better. They felt that they knew how to broadcast sports. They felt that um, they were kind of, uh, they didn't need any help. They didn't need any guidance. They had it under control. So I think in many ways, I mean, going into this uh, new deal in 2023, uh, I hope that they really kind of uh, think about it a little bit more closely and kind of think about you mean hiring the right talents, making the right decisions, and then also kind of trying to communicate with soccer fans and trying to get, get an understanding of what they like to watch and how they like the coverage to be, because I think it's important that they learn from their lessons in the past. Uh, it is a new company. It is a you mean a very different company than two years ago when it was Bleacher Report and, and uh, Turner Sports. Uh, and it, with this merger and acquisition and the merger with Discovery, I think it's really important that they take a step back and really think about covering the world's game and in this, in this regards, uh, U.S. soccer um, and and the U.S. Open Cup, because there's a huge opportunity here.
2: Yeah, real quickly, uh, guys, I think that that's a huge piece of this that fans need to recognize is that the discovery, the merger with Discovery, Discovery, in spite of the fact in the U.S. they've been identified just with uh, educational and documentary programming nature etc um they are in learning programming they have a wealth of experience covering soccer in europe and have covered it in a very traditional very uh a way that is pleasing to european audiences which means that they know how to cover the sport. so i assume some of that production expertise and some of that experience will be built into the new coverage of the U.S. soccer package on Warner Media, And also they have now uh, several months, including a World Cup that is going to take place in Qatar in 2022 to ramp up their coverage and observe and learn from what um, in particular Fox does with that coverage of the World Cup in, in the fall of 2022 and make some decisions based on it. Hiring decisions, production decisions, stylistic decisions, et cetera.
0: Right. Well, uh, fingers crossed that it all works out for U.S. soccer and Warner Media with this new rights deal that uh, I begins in uh, 2023. Right, Chris? That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. January 1st, yep. 2023. Will do. Mark. I want to thank you all for watching. Make sure to head over to WorldSoccerTalk.com to stay updated with every single rights deal, especially this one with Warner Media and U.S. soccer. And thank you for watching, Chris and Kartik. Uh, thanks for talking and uh, looking forward to what you guys put out there about this rights deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.